What if there was a way to hack your brain? To figure out why you're not taking the action you know you need to, and why the action you are taking isn't working? Well, there is. And this podcast is designed to show you how to do that, to see your mind, to coach yourself, and ultimately to create the life and business of your wildest dreams without the hustle or the stress. I'm your host, Elizabeth Salazar. Let's dig in. Welcome back. So today's roundtable conversation, you're going to meet Jill Griffin, Melissa Snow, and Trudy Culler. And what I love about this episode in particular is that these women truly are sitting around a table having a conversation. Now, it's virtual, right? We're not together. But I just rarely asked any questions here, and they just kept talking to each other and adding to it and speaking to you, the listener. And so I love that you get to listen in to this conversation because you're going to hear how they know that their goals are done. In fact, Melissa shares a question that I asked her that broke her mind and she was like, wait, what? (laughs) You're going to hear how they protect their minds from other people. And the very last thing that they wrap up this, this conversation with is sharing their advice to you, the listener. I can't wait for you to listen. Let's go jump over. This is a roundtable conversation about goals. This series features the real experience of what happens between setting the goal and hitting a goal. Because what so many of us don't think about is that we spend 99% of our time in the achieving of the goal and only 1% in the actually having of the goal. And a goal is just about deciding who you're becoming next, right? You know you hit the goal because you have the result. But before you hit that goal, between setting and hitting that goal, you experience growth. Our brains aren't trained to see growth. And when you don't teach your brain to see the growth, it's going to feel like you're not making any progress towards who you're becoming next. This podcast series is about featuring the growth of the in-between. Okay, let's jump right in. I am Jill Griffin. I am a mindful career coach, and I coach people who love and hate their jobs how to rethink and get the results they want in their careers. Love it. You know, I actually forgot to tell you guys all that in addition, tell the listeners as well, what's the goal that you're growing into? Um, I am growing into being a multi-million dollar coach. Hi, everybody. My name is Melissa Snow. I am a coach who helps smart and successful women stop attracting the same kind of man over and over again. Um, And the goal that I am growing into is being a fully booked coach. So for me, that's 20 one-on-one clients. Okay. And I am Trudy Kohler and I am a weight loss coach for women over 50 who uh, just don't think that they can lose weight because they're either in perimenopause, menopause, postmenopausal, um, and they, they're kind of given up on themselves. So 
the goal that I am growing into is one that I'm sure a lot of people are. It's that 100K coach. And um, yeah, it's, it's a fascinating journey. I'll have to tell you that. <laughs> ah, let's start there, you guys, because I think when we think about growing into a goal, tell me how your thoughts have changed about that. Like, I think some people think about goals in a very specific way. How have your thoughts changed about growing into a goal? I think my thoughts have changed from being consistent. So, you know, I could do the math and look at the revenue I want, meaning I want to eventually grow into a multi-million dollar coach. I could look at what I want in the year, what I want in the month, what that equals in people. And it's too confusing. So for me, I had to pick something and stay the course. So even though I have a revenue goal in my mind, I look at the number of people I can serve on a monthly basis. Like I need to bring it down to something that I can grasp onto. So then it feels, it still can feel like a stretch, but it's a stretch that I can achieve. And then I'm continuing to grow into my goal. Yeah, and for um, me, it's, go ahead. Sorry, for me, it's uh, really just um, being patient. I think when I first um, found that there was this wonderful career of, of life coaching um, and you could make some good money doing it, um, I was just super excited. I'm like, this is it because I've been, I've been trying to be an entrepreneur for many, many, many years. <laughs> I would say 20 years. Um, and I, I usually stop when it gets hard. I think that's been my pattern. Uh, but this time, I told myself, I'm not stopping. This is really, this is going to be what I do. And wow, I can make $100,000 and more. Great. And I just thought it would come a lot easier and quicker. <laughs> so for me, it's growing into really just being patient with it. It's a lot of skill building that I didn't have in the past. And I just have to build up the skills of what it takes to be an online entrepreneur. And that's a lot of marketing skills for me, and as well as the coaching skills. Well, and I'm curious, Trudy, why don't you give up? Because I actually have a very similar thing. I've done lots of different entrepreneurial things before I did this, but why do you choose not to give up? Because, because this, I just know this, I can just feel it. I, I just know this is what I'm meant to do. I just know that this is what I'm meant to do. If I told you all the things I've done in the past, you, you'd laugh. Um, so, and I, I think what happened was I just thought those were going to be quick wins. You know, oh, I'll sell silicone chest pads on Amazon. I mean, just to name a few things that I've done in the past. Um, and truly, I wasn't even really interested in doing that. The work that I can be doing and putting out in the world to me is so important that I just, I'm just never going to give up. I just know that I'm just never going to give up. I feel like the biggest thing for me has been really wrapping my brain around what it means to be the person who has the goal versus like working towards achieving the goal. Like when you first introduced that concept to us, I was like, yeah, I don't really know what that means. And it made more sense to me when you talked about like the goal being the pot that the flower is growing in. When the flower gets too big, then it needs a bigger pot. But also what's been really helpful for me is like Jill said, there's like the money goal and there's the how many people can I help goal. But then there's all of these little things that happen leading up to that, that sometimes I feel like it's easy to skip over and not recognize as 
growth and as success and as like it's actually working because I feel like in the beginning I felt like if I'm not a fully booked coach then it's not working and if I'm not signing three to five clients a month it's not working and so for me being able to find all of those smaller ways that it is working and that I am moving towards becoming the person who has the goal and realizing that that is success apart from like actually achieving the goal has been really really significant for me i love that melissa because it reminds me of just the other day um i i created a new client and she said to me that she'd been watching my content for over four months and I assure you, four months ago when I was producing the content, I certainly wasn't thinking that. So then it just gets really exciting for me that the stuff that I'm putting out today is also then creating somebody in the future. And, and again, it's like that building into that and holding the container of belief for what's possible in the future as much as what's possible for right now. Totally. And Jill it's so easy to get wrapped up in that, like, I don't have it right now and forget that you never know what's coming or when it's coming. Like that same thing happened to me this morning. I made this video about self-esteem like a year and a half ago in my empty spare bedroom. And someone messaged me this morning and was like, wanted to book a consult. Cause she's like, I watched your video about self-esteem. And I was like, I made a video about self-esteem. <laughs> it's like, it's just so cool to remember, like you never know what's going to happen or when it's going to happen. Totally. Yeah, I just want to jump in that that was a, a, a shift in my thinking um, just in the last couple of days is that if I'm consistent in putting the con my content out in the world, it could take, like you said, Melissa, a year, but I, you never know where they're going to come. And, I, and I've heard that before, uh, that concept before, but it finally sunk in in the last week that put your content out there. They're probably following, you know, maybe, well, I'm assuming they're following me, just like I was following Elizabeth. It took me six months before I, I contacted her. I mean, I had to, you know, figure out who she was and, you know, was she speaking to me? And so, yeah. So I just keep that in mind when I'm creating content is that I'm creating content for a future client. That client may come next week, but they may come next year too. And, and you know what's so okay. funny about that, Trudy, is I've even had people tell me, because I'm in a career coach, I've even had people tell me that they wanted to like my content, but they couldn't because they knew that their boss was following me and they didn't want their boss to be like, oh, is there a problem? <laughs> <laughs> Right. So the point, the point to that is like, it doesn't matter if you don't get likes, it doesn't matter what the engagement is. People yeah. are reading it. They're seeing it, even if they're not necessarily, even if you don't know it. And that to me was like, Oh, and I can imagine yeah. the same thing. Like with you with weight loss, someone may not want to make it public that they're in this journey, but they're consuming your content. It's fascinating. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, and I, I think weight loss is such a good example and we will tie this into the business journey. But it's like when people lose 50 pounds, they don't go from zero to 50. And yet I think in business, that's what we think is going to happen. We think I, I want to lose 50 pounds and I should go, I want it. Therefore, I should just immediately have it. So ladies, I would love for you to share. I mean, and obviously the 50 pounds is your goal, where you're going, what you're creating. But how does that journey from zero to 50 pounds figuratively speaking, how has that looked 
for you in your business? What's been in between zero to 50 that maybe you didn't expect or that's been just, yeah, unexpected or expected? It's funny you use that as an example because I was just having a conversation yesterday with a like body love self-acceptance coach and we were talking about the journey of weight loss and I was talking about a client I had who wanted to lose weight and she was very afraid and she said at one point like what I'm just so afraid what if I'm skinny and still nobody loves me Mm. and I think we have this idea in our head that like when I'm lose 50 pounds that's when I'm going to be happy and like for me it was like when I have X number of clients, then I'll feel like it's a success. Then I'll feel like I've made it. Or, you know, when I'm consistently booking consults, then I'll feel like it's working and learning to believe that it's working even without those results has been part of the journey for me, but also realizing that like, I hear people say it on podcasts and on Facebook all the time that like, when you level up, you don't stop having problems. You just have a different set of problems. And so for me, it was like, I went from having like zero to three consults every month. And then last month I had 17 and this month I had, or yeah, August, I had 16. And like, there was a time that I thought when I have 16 and 17 consults a month, like there, how could there possibly be problems at that point? And now that it's happening, I'm like discovering all of these other quote unquote problems that are really just like new things for my brain to have thoughts about and for me to work through those thoughts. And so it's been interesting for me to see like your brain doesn't stop having thoughts just because you achieve one of these like little successes. It just starts having different thoughts and you still have to work through those. And I'd be so curious how, if you didn't have the mindset work and you didn't have this to fall back on, how do you think that old you would have handled having 17, 18 consults back to back like that? Um, and to clarify for everybody, she didn't sign all 17 each month. So that's <laughs> where her brain will begin to create the drama, just in case you didn't know that. But right. So it's like, how would your old brain without mindset work have handled that? I feel like my old brain was very much all or nothing. Like it's very much like my clients where it's like, if he's paying attention to me and he's being nice, then my self-esteem is a 10. But if he's not calling or he's said something mean or he hasn't complimented me in two days, now my self-esteem is a two. And I feel like that's where I would have been without mindset work is like, oh, I booked 16 consults, I'm a 10 oh, 12 of them didn't even show up. Now I'm a zero and everything has gone wrong and nothing's working and I'm applying for a job at Target. (laughs) I feel like it would have still been like, it's either all good or it's all bad. And mindset is what has helped me to be like, no, it's actually good and bad all the time. (laughs) Yeah, I totally relate to that, Melissa. I mean, I come from a corporate marketing background and numbers, we had judgment on numbers, right? So numbers and success always meant something. And what I've learned in this mastermind is like, the numbers still mean something, but they mean what I want to make them mean. And that's also been so different for me because I too can look at, well, hey, I booked 17 consults this month. And even if all of those people 
that didn't necessarily choose to, you know, move forward, there's still so much value and so much learning out of those consults that like, it's like what Elizabeth was saying about like, relating it to weight loss. It's like the non-scale wins, right? Like, how are you finding ways to say like, okay, this is still working. How do you want to lean into it more? Um, and I just, you know, look for myself. So in addition to like the thought work on that, it's, it's like exploring new platforms, right? So when I first started um, putting out content, I was only working in like one social media platform. And little by little growing into the other ones and finding out like what tone and sentiment works in different areas and, you know, and learning and failing and then learning and winning and having the up and down of that. And like, really like, like Elizabeth has said it so many times, like it's fun, like making it more of a fun game versus getting on the scale and being like, I gained weight, I lost weight, I gained weight, I lost weight. Right. It's more of like, Oh, interesting and like trying to keep it much more even um and celebrating you know those smaller wins has definitely been helpful for my brain through this process so when you think about your business working trudy now you don't have the result you want yet right because we're always mm. growing into it right but how do you know it's working because this is all just a head game how how have you decided it's working to help you keep moving forward You know, I go back to um, about 14 years ago, um, I decided I wanted to run a marathon, okay? And so it was just like, oh yeah, all right, I'm going to sign up for this marathon and there's going to be this training and I'm just going to do it. And there was no, but you have to do all the running in between. You have to do the things in between. And there was never a point where I doubted that I would show up that day in October and run the marathon. There was just no, and that's how I feel about my business now. There's just no, I have no doubt about the fact that I'm going to get there, but I just need to build the skills. Running a marathon is building your, your physical <laughs> muscle. This is about really building your, not only your mental muscle, but your marketing muscle and your sales muscle and your coaching muscle. I wasn't born with this. So I just, I'm, I'm in training is how I, I look at it. And I will continue to be in training because like Melissa and Jill have said, you're going to get to that goal. And then there's just going to be another goal and another set of problems. And, and I'm just going to be more capable of, of, de of handling everything. So with the mindset work, especially. So I'm, done, I'm doing a ton more self-coaching and getting much better at doing it daily. <laughs> you know, I, I always say I'm committing to that. I'm committing to that. And that's a muscle I have to build is daily mindset work because I really, really do believe that that's going to be the fuel um, to keep me going. I agree and with you, Trudy, because the daily mindset work for me is what's completely changed my business, right? Like my year over year revenue increase is 97% and it's only August. Like that to me is 100% because of the daily work and the consistency that, you know, we've been doing in this mastermind. Without that daily work, there's no, I mean, I don't know that I would have given up, but I would have been a, probably a heck of a lot crankier going through the process. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I was looking at my numbers yesterday and realized that I have made more in the last two months than I did like in the whole first seven months of the year or six months of the year. Um, and I feel like that was the big 
shift for me too. I mean, I've been working with Elizabeth for a while before this mastermind. Um, but I feel like there was a moment that like everything kind of, maybe not a moment, but several moments that everything kind of clicked into place. That's like, if this is going to happen, it's not going to just happen. Like Trudy said, like, we're not just going to, I think, I feel like most of us were that person who like ate healthy and worked out one day and then got on the scale and we're like, <laughs> what the heck? I didn't even lose a pound. Like, that's not how this is supposed to work. And I feel like that's how I was in the beginning with my business. And then the daily work and the daily evaluations were something that helped me realize like no one else is showing up for this business. Like I'm the only one who is responsible for showing up for my business. Like I was thinking about that before I got on this call this morning. Like I was so sick this morning and I messaged Elizabeth and I was like, I can't do this call. I'm so sick. And then I just had this moment that's like, this is not your old life where you worked for someone else and you got to call in sick. Like if you don't show up, no one shows up for you. <laughs> and for me, that was like, there were a lot of big shifts. Like I've shifted in the way that I think about investing money in my business. I've shifted in the ways that I think about what is a lot of money or what is like a responsible good use of money or an acceptable reason to go into debt, like all of that was really, really holding me back. And once I like really took responsibility for the fact that I got to choose, like no one else gets to choose what's a lot of money for me and no one else gets to choose what's a responsible thing to go into debt for me. Like I just get to choose what I do every single day for my business. And then at the end of the day, look at it and go, okay, do those choices work for me? Do I want to keep making those same choices tomorrow? Do I want to tweak some of those choices and do them differently tomorrow? And just realizing that like, that was all up to me, I feel like is really what helped me to start showing up for my business in a different way and creating different results. Yes, I can totally relate to that, Melissa, but I come from the other side of it where I learned so many amazing skills in corporate marketing and I got to choose which ones of those work, right? Like I feel like it's like a recipe, like a cookbook, right? There's tons of recipes there, but I'm not going to use all of them all the time. So which is the one I'm going to pick out to have work for my my business and and basically build accordingly, like the the discipline, the rigor, the communication skills, the strategy skills, those are all excellent. The, um, the, I don't really believe in the work-life balance thing, right? When you're an entrepreneur, but just like this idea, as you said, like I'm not asking permission for anyone based on the choices that I want to make. So if I decide to spend a day a certain way, that's my, that's my choice in my business. And that was, um, you know, you don't realize when you spend so many years doing something in one way within a corporate environment, how you kind of have to like free the shackles from your head. Like, oh, it's, it's, it's okay. And in the, in the early stages of building this business, I realized that I was recreating every aspect of my corporate life again. And I was like, wait a second. I don't like, let's keep what's good. Let's toss what's not working versus constantly just being like, oh, we're going to go back to working 80 and 90 hours a week because that's what I'm like, oh, right. So, so this, this 
is switch from the doing to the thinking. And by thinking, I mean the thought work and being an ease, like it, it, it's just kind of, it's kind of mind blowing because it sounds nice and then it actually works. And you're like, wait a second, <laughs> why didn't I figure this out 20 years ago? <laughs> right. And we keep listening to Elizabeth's podcast and we all know the introduction by heart, right? Like, I don't know if anybody else recites it along with her, but I do. And every time she would get to the, without the hustle or the stress, I was like, really? Right. How do you build a business without hustle or stress? <laughs> like, what is this witchcraft? <laughs> Right, right, yeah. Well, and I was just going to add on to Jill. You you mentioned you, the rest, the metaphor of the recipe, and I the metaphor I like to use is is the puzzle, and I it's it is really is just a puzzle. It will all fit together. All the pieces will fit together, but it's a thousand piece puzzle. And whatever piece I pick up, I'm just going to try and figure out where it goes. And I'm just going to keep. You have to keep tweaking. You have to keep going, and you have to keep believing that you're going to finish the puzzle. You have to believe that you're going to get to your goal for me, hundred K. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's no doubt that I can do that. I, I, but it does. And the, you know, some days I come and if we're using the metaphor of the puzzle, I'll sit at my desk and I'm showing up, but, <laughs> but I, some days I don't even pick up a piece of the puzzle. you right. You know, that's not some days you have to really, you know, I, it just, it changes from day to day and I don't beat myself up. Having a ton of compassion for myself along this journey is, is immeasurable. So, um, yeah, just for me, it's, it's using that, that puzzle metaphor that it, the pieces will all eventually fit together yeah. and I will put this together. Yeah. And, and I, I think also, I think, I think you know, along that, oh, go ahead, Melissa. Go Jill. Oh, I said, I think one of the things that I also figured out is that I wouldn't, that I did not know what two months ago or whatever is 100% this is done. Like it's happening. There's no doubt. I got to figure out the how as I go and I'm going to have, you know, in the nooks and crannies and bits and bops and how it all comes together. But like as much as Halloween is coming and as much as Christmas is coming, it's coming, it's done. Like that to me is kind of mind blowing because it, it just shifts everything into like, okay, so if you know it's happening, what are you doing differently and how are you showing up? And that's, nice. that's been pretty phenomenal. Bill, uh, how did you get to feeling like and believing that it was done? Because I feel like, I mean, I have my own answer for that, but I'm curious what yours is because I know when I first heard this idea of like being in done energy or like for the people who are listening to Elizabeth's podcast and there must be some that are like, I don't even know what that means. And how do you know, like, how can I even know that it's done when I have zero clients? Yeah. So for me, it really was consistency of practice. It was the daily work. It was looking at my thoughts, really thinking about, well, how will I feel the day after the numbers in the bank account? And how do I want to feel? And really playing with that and then creating that feeling on purpose. So that, that focus, that inspired feeling that um, the feeling of service, meaning that I've served and helped that many people um, feel better about their careers and their jobs and therefore be a message for healing in corporate America, which is so important to me. And just like that almost like relishing in a, in a, like almost like a shower of, okay, it's done. So now I just need to go 
and as Trudy mentioned, the only thing between me and the goal is the calendar. Now I just need to go back and fill in the dates of like, how am I going to spend the day? Um, so that's really what I did is really focusing on how will I feel the day after I hit the number goal and hit the um, service goal of people and relish. Yeah. How about you? What, what's, what is it for you? I feel like for me, it was the day that Elizabeth asked me who decides, like who decides if you get there? That's such a classic Elizabeth question. Who decides? It is. I do. <laughs> I know. And it's one of those things that she asks that's like, the answer is so obvious, but you've never asked yourself the question. And then when she asks it, you're like, wait, what? <laughs> like, and that for me was the biggest thing of like, and part, a big part of it too, is the part of, I can't remember if it's the daily worker. I think it's the evaluation of like reminding yourself why you're doing it and reminding yourself why it matters. It's like, I know that it's up to me and that feels good most of the time. But when that doesn't get me there, then I also remember like, why am I doing this? And I really allow myself to feel and see and imagine like the impact of this work on my clients and the impact of this work on my clients, future husbands and the impact of this work on my clients, future children. And I, re I remember that. And I think of that and the importance of this work and even just like the difference that it's made in my life and how different my own relationships are because of coaching. And then I'm like, this is how I know that it's done because there's nothing more important that I could do with my life. There's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you mentioned the evaluation part and what, what it reminded me of is, um, again, Elizabeth in my head telling me that I need to spend more time on what did work than what didn't work. Because when you come out of tech marketing, there's a reason why there's a 1.0, 1.2, 1.3, right? They're always looking for the bug in the machine or the fly in the ointment and fixing what's wrong, fixing the bug, right? So that's been my mindset for my entire career, finding what's wrong. Okay, yeah, 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 we did that well, yeah, yes, whatever, find what's wrong. And this has also been a complete flip of let's find what's right and lean into what's right. And yeah, we get to look at what we could have done differently, but celebrating and pausing and affirming what's right has also been such a mind shift through this mastermind. So one of the things I love all of your guys' growth and one of the things I see with growth and Melissa, you kind of touch on this with your relationship because you're a relationship coach, so you're thinking of your own, but how has the growth that you've experienced in your business trickled into your life? For me, it has trickled into my life where I am really, really clear in what I'm putting in this vessel of my body and my brain. So um, I always ate healthy, but it's really cleaned up what I choose to put in my body because that can impact my thinking. It's also impacted where um, what I choose to read, what kind of media or things I choose to consume, where... I'm not Pollyannic, my head's not in the sand, but I'm also choosing and filtering. I'm doing all this mind work. Do I wanna clean everything up and then go roll around the sewer or do I wanna clean everything up and like avoid certain things? So that's been the biggest thing as you know, someone who is a content and media junkie, self-acclaimed, right? To really be clear in what 
what I'm consuming both mentally and physically. For me, I feel like it's that question in the daily evaluation about why didn't you create the result today? And I apply that question a lot to other parts of my life too, of like, why did, like we've, we talk about all kinds of things in the mastermind, right? Like we've had conversations about losing weight and about sex and about our husbands and about everything. And we all, I think personally, I have goals in all of those areas. I have things that I wanna change and work on in all of those areas. And to ask myself every day, like, why don't you have that result now? And to really look at things, even if it's like, it could be something I'm doing, something really small that's like looking at how many minutes a day I'm playing some stupid game on my phone when I could be doing 12 other things, whether they relate to my business or my home or my relationship or whatever. Like those little things that you find of, like I used to avoid that question like the plague because why didn't you create the result? I was just like, shame and guilt is all there is to this question. And now I'm like, okay, no, let's really look at it. And like, what were you thinking? What were you doing with your time? What were you, like, why did you choose to do that with your time? And applying that to all other parts of the, of my life. Like, why did you choose to have a cheeseburger and a shake for lunch when what you had planned was <laughs> this other thing? Or like, why did you choose not to spend time with your husband for three hours tonight and instead go play some dumb game on your phone? Like all of those questions I, in like that question in the daily evaluations applied to other parts of my life has really helped me to like take control and take ownership of the results that I'm getting everywhere in my life. Yeah, I mean, just to kind of piggyback on what both Melissa and Jill have said, I, I, I'm just more thoughtful in my entire life. I do ask myself why when if i'm a weight loss coach why am i standing in front of front of the pantry at 10 o'clock <laughs> looking for something to eat you know i mean i'm not really being an example of uh you know to my clients and so this is exactly what my clients are going through too and so it's just really helped me be a lot more thoughtful in all my relationships um it to the point where when you first asked that question elizabeth i'm like what what what, how has it changed my life? And it's been so profound that I, I don't even, I don't even see it. I mean, it's just been in everything, just kind of the shift. And um, one of the, one of the shifts for me has been in the fact that um, I, I'm not giving my power over to everybody else anymore for my life, you know, not my life, but at least my business. I mean, what first starting out about a year ago, it was like, well, I'll get the training and I'll, I'll have all these mentors. And really what it's come back to is I do know, have everything I need right now within me to um, achieve my goals. And I just trust myself more. So I think the, the big shift for me, what, what, how it's kind of impacted my whole life, mindset, work and everything, is I just trust myself more and I have more compassion and I have my own back now, um, a lot more than I did a year or two ago. 
Yeah. I think as a, like a personal, like self-help junkie, I mean, I remember reading all the books because I knew I wanted to get married. So I was like, I'm going to read all about how to find a man. What do I need to know about them? Like, I just remember <laughs> like my friend and I would have so many great conversations, but nobody ever teaches us not to go and learn something else from somebody else. Now it's not that learning things is bad, but it's that idea where it's like, what if I have enough to do what I need to do right now? And I don't have to search and I don't have to keep spreading my energy out and thinking they have the answer. And it's a great point. Yeah. That was something that I felt was really helpful. I think it was in the brainwashing activities that you gave us about like the first thing was stop talking about your business with people who aren't in your business. And I was like, Oh, that's a great idea. But then the other part of it was like, wait, 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 why, <laughs> why is that a great idea? Melissa? I think it's a great idea because if no one has ever tried to build a business, number one, if no one's ever tried to build a business, they have no idea what it's like. Um, but also because like I'm working so hard on being intentional about the thoughts that I want to have about my business. And when I talk to other people who aren't, they have all of these other thoughts that I don't really want in my brain. Like I'm trying so hard. It's like, to give, go back to the weight loss example, it's like, I've gotten rid of all the junk food in my house. I've filled my house with fruits and vegetables and lean proteins. And then I'm like, Hey, who wants to come over for a party? Bring the pizza and the dip and the cookies and the brownies. Like <laughs> that's not what I want to do. And so that's been a big part of it. And also in that same exercise was, I think you said something along the lines of like, what are you hoping that they will say to you? Like, and I realized how much I was looking for the answers and especially for validation from other people. Like, it's okay that I'm spending money on Facebook ads, right? It's okay that I've spent this much money on a coach, right? It's okay that like, I remember showing up to a networking event like a year ago, I think it was when I first hired you to work one-on-one -on -one, and everybody was talking about their celebrations. And I was like, I took the leap and I paid X number of dollars to work one-on-one -on -one with a coach and everybody was like, <gasps> like, and I was so <laughs> proud of myself and everyone else was so horrified by how much I had just spent on a coach. And I was right. like, wait a second. Right. <laughs> and, and meanwhile, you're like, I've made it back tenfold. It's fine. <laughs> yes. Yes. But also like, that's just such a good example of like, I'd worked so hard on what I wanted to think and how I wanted to feel about my decision to hire a coach. And I don't want anyone else's thoughts and feelings to be a part of it because they're not me and this isn't their business. And, uh, and the second part then of like, what are you hoping that they will respond to you? How are you hoping that their response will make you feel? And then how can you give yourself that feeling right now? Like I've stopped having conversations with anyone else about what I'm doing with my money or, you know, how much money I'm bringing in or how much money is going out because I have already decided how I want to feel about those things and what I need to believe in order to feel those things. And I just am letting that be enough for me without needing other people to validate me or like give me the right answers of like how much is okay to spend on your business? Yeah. How much is okay to pay a coach? Like I just get to decide for myself, which has been really, really big for me. Yeah. 
I totally relate to that because I would say, unless my friends follow me and read my content, they have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> right. Cause they're in different careers and have different professions and it just doesn't, um, doesn't mean I don't love and value them. It's just, if they haven't created their own business, um, you know, I don't, I don't know that I, same thing that I want that going back to what I said before, kind of like polluting my headspace or having people think it's hard, right? It's not hard. It's just the how and you got to figure out your own how. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and yeah. the thing I hear yeah. all of you saying is, is that you have a vision of where you're going. Like Trudy knows she's creating a hundred thousand dollar business. Melissa knows what kind of business she's creating. Like all of you know what you're creating. And when we invite other people in, they don't believe it. They haven't spent the time believing it's possible for me. I can do it. And so they put that investment in terms of what they think is possible. But when we put it in terms of what we think is possible, it's like, oh, no, no. I know what I'm building. I know what I'm creating here. And this is just a sliver. This is just me getting started with what I'm creating. Yeah. Yeah. So as we wrap up, ladies, is there anything else that you would like to share with people listening who are in that growth phase, who they want a goal, they want to grow into being the person who just has it naturally and easily, right? That 50 pound weight loss, they want that except for business, right? 100K business, whatever. Is there anything you would like to share with them as we close out? I'd share just a, a way that I approach things for my business that I think is helpful regardless of whether it's business or life. And that I call it the 20-60-20. And it's like 20% of what you're doing right now, you know, is going to work. Lean into that. 60% of what you're doing right now, I'm sorry, 20% of what you're doing right now isn't going to work. So kill it. And then the 60% in the middle get out of that bucket as fast as possible. Either decide to put it into, you know, test it and figure out the how and figure out how it's working or kill it and get it out because that middle 60 part can kill you and bury you. So again, you know, on the fringe, you know what's working, you know what's not, that gray error in the center, get it out of the gray as fast as possible. Otherwise it'll suck up brain power that you need to be putting in other areas. Okay. Yeah, I would say, um you know, stop trying to um, convince other people or even convince yourself that this is working. Like you have to get to a point where you know that this is um, where you're going. And again, it's only a matter of time before you get there. So you got to show up and you got to do the work and don't spin in confusion and frustration. Um, and if you find yourself doing that, do your, do your own self-coaching. You have the best tool in the world is that mindset coaching and you will get there. It just, it, it does take longer than, a little longer than you think, um, at least in my case, but I'm okay with that now. I'm, I'm okay with that now because this is part of my journey. I am going to be able to look back in a year, maybe it'll take a year and a half um, and say everything that happened up until this point was meant to happen and that's okay. I would say I have this belief that the biggest difference between the people who create the success that they want and the people who don't is that the people who create the success that they want are willing to keep going even when it's hard, even when it's uncomfortable, even when it feels like poop. And that has been a hundred times easier to do 
now that I'm surrounded by other people that are doing the same thing. Like having Elizabeth has been huge, like just as someone to ask the right questions and point the right things out and, you know, be the guide and the cheerleader when I need her to be. Um, but it's also been really, really just amazing for me to also be surrounded by all you guys and other people who are going through the same thing and having the same experiences. And Elizabeth too is on a different scale. Um, but to have people when you're in that space of like, everything has gone wrong and nothing is working. And I don't know, like, I don't know how to keep going to have people to be able to show up to who are like, yeah, I know. I felt like that yesterday and I'm still going and you're still going. And here's why we're still going <laughs> has been, that's made a huge difference in me and my ability to be like, yep, you're right. Nothing has gone wrong. Let's just keep it moving. That's really hard to do on your own. And it's much easier and happens much faster and is much more fun when you have other people that you're doing it with. Yeah. hundred percent agree with that. Totally yeah. agree. Yeah. Some ladies, well, thank you for coming and sharing your growth today with the listeners. And I'm sure that they sing that theme song right along with you, Melissa. <laughs> and for everybody listening, I will link up in the show notes, their faces and where you can connect with them so that you can get to know them better and see what they look like as you listen to them. So thank you, ladies. Have an amazing day. Thank you for tuning into today's episode of the Strategic Mindset Podcast. Before you go, take a minute and leave a review and hit that subscribe button. <laughs> These are actually the only two ways that I have to know who's on the other end. And so if you haven't already, do those things and I'll see you next time. And I'll see you next time.